0: Hello fellow ink drinkers and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk podcast. I'm Belle. And we are two sisters who absolutely adore reading and adore books, and so we decided to make this podcast in order to go over different sorts of bookish content, such as book-to-movie comparisons, book theories, other, of course, random bookish content. It all just kind of depends on the day. We have created this show for that purpose, and today we are actually going through a book to movie comparison. And today's book and slash movie that we are talking about is Hal's Moving Castle. Now, for those of you who have been following us for a little bit of time, you know that Hal is one of my favorite books ever. It is also one of Belle's, but I think I kind of win out a little bit more than her on the the favorite
1: part. I mean... I like the book more so than I like the movie, and you love the movie, so... Well, and I love the book, too. I mean, it's one of those
0: things, I guess the, the best way to talk about it is to talk about how we got into this movie and this book in the first place. And so what had happened was when I was a freshman in college, my roommate at the time and I, we had a lot of movie nights of just the two of us where we just kind of hung out and watched a whole bunch of different movies. My roommate was was a lot more of a movie buff than I was at the time. So she really introduced me to a lot of different movies that I normally you know, would never have given the time of day to. So that being said, one of the nights we had a Studio Ghibli marathon. And when we did that, she showed me a couple of the the classic ones like Spirited Away, Princess Mon- Mononoke, I think is how you say that one, and Howl's Moving Castle. And I fell in love with Howl's Moving Castle, like out of all three of those movies. And I, I know we had seen some other ones. But I can't remember them currently but out of those three Hal was my favorite and so then from there I eventually found out that it was based on the book by I think it's Diane Wynne-Jones is how you say her name and so pretty much from there I got the book and I read it and then I of course showed everything to Belle and Belle then also loved it. And it was something that we kind of watched together and and bonded over and that kind of thing. Would you say that's a pretty accurate rundown? Yeah, I I believe so. Okay. So then that out of the way, the history of where this all came from out of the way, we're going to start with talking about the book adaptation. That being said, we are going to be going into spoiler territory for both the movie and for the book. So if you are interested in seeing either of those things without spoilers, go check those out and then come back and listen to this review or Comparison of them, you have been warned. So, in this story, the main character is Sophie Hatter. She has two sisters, Letty and Martha. Now, as Letty and Sophie are growing up, their mother passes away. And when their mother does, the father remarries and They have a child whose name is Martha. And so as the girls are growing up and getting older, the father ends up passing away, meaning that they're, well, Sophie and Letty's stepmom. Martha's actual mother is the one who's in charge of raising them. So the mother decides that Sophie is going to work in the hat shop because that's they own a hat shop. And the other two sisters are going to be sent out to apprenticeships. And so the girls kind of do as they're told. Sophie works very hard in the hat shop and she finds that she does a pretty good job of being able to trim the hats for people to wear So that way they're decorated. They're they're pretty. So as time goes on, she ends up going to visit one of her sisters, which her sisters actually switched apprenticeships, which that's kind of a whole thing in the book. But regardless, she ends up visiting one of her sisters. And from there, when she goes back, she ends up seeing a lady in the hat shop who ends up putting a spell on her. She's a a witch in disguise. And so this witch puts a spell on Sophie that turns her into a little lady. So of course, Sophie is all in all pretty calm about this whole thing. And what she ends up deciding to do is she ends up deciding to go and seek her fortune. And as she goes to do so, she ends up running into the moving castle that is in the title that is owned by Hal that roams in the hills above the town. So she ends up going in there. She ends up striking up a deal with the fire demon Calcifer who is the only person in the castle At the time that Sophie enters, Calcifer says that he is in a deal with the master of the castle, which is Hal, and he wants out of that deal. Sophie then ends up deciding to stay. A bunch of shenanigans ensue. I'm just kind of trying to paraphrase. She ends up meeting Hal and learning more about him. You know, she tries to be a cleaning lady to him and Eventually kind of messes a lot of things up when it comes to that. She ends up messing up his potions so that way he dyes his hair a different color than what he normally does. It's a really big deal in the book that he is very vain and very much cares only about his looks. But regardless, so they kind of go through, again, shenanigans ensue. And eventually what ends up happening is Sophie finds out that she has fallen in love with Hal. Hal had realized that she was under a spell and had tried to break it for her, but he could only kind of help with some of the aches and pains. And you end up finding out that Sophie is a witch in her own way. She is able to talk life into things. And so she ends up breaking the contract between Hal and Calcifer and Hal and Sophie fall in love and live happily ever after. Now, the movie version, Belle, would you like to talk about that?
1: I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, only the spell is slightly different. So like, as the movie goes on, Sophie is cursed to be an old lady and then as the movie goes on she slowly and progressively gets back to the age that she actually is no mention is there about her speaking life into things
0: yeah that is one of the big differences i think between the book and the movie i feel like it's maybe alluded to a little little bit in the
1: movie yeah it's alluded to like kind of in the end but it's never flat out said like It is in the book like oh you can speak life into things. Yeah. Yeah like and she
0: finds that out because she ends up going in the book she ends up going to see Hal's teacher who taught him kind of all his magic and she ends up telling her you know hey you have this power. Also in the book the reason why she doesn't just kind of automatically turn back after you know the spell has been weakened or broken is because she is the one that's kind of holding that magic as a disguise because one of the big things in the book about how is that he eats the hearts of young ladies which of course makes everybody terrified of him now other than you know these kind of things what other differences do you
1: think that you remember from like the
0: book to the movie
1: sophie's character in the book i think is much better than it is in the movie because in the book she's very much more like independent outspoken does not take crap from anybody yet in the movie she's more like a doormat and it kind of bugs me no i correction it really bugs me Yeah, in the book, Sophie is very much... Well, there's an entire chapter. Sophie expresses her feelings with Weed Killer, where she just goes and just kills everything.
0: Yeah, that is my favorite chapter, actually, out of the entire book. Because pretty much it's when How confronts her that he's like, Hey, I know you're under a spell. I have tried to help you that kind of thing and she just gets really pissed off for reasons like how just infuriates her
1: (laughs) Um, yeah in the book he's also very much more arrogant and annoying and what how should be versus yeah in
0: the in the movie he's very suave
1: yeah he is like the characters are different i also don't like how In the movie, Marco is an eight-year-old. Yeah,
0: so uh, another big difference between the book and the movie is the character of Markle or Michael as it is in the book. And so in the movie, Markle is just this eight-year-old little boy who's apprenticed to Hal. Now, in the book, Michael is... I think about 16, it says in the book. He's like 16, 17, 18. He su- somewhere in that range. He's kind of in his mid to later teens. And He's the same
1: age as Letty, isn't he? Uh, Martha. Martha. I don't No,
0: I thought it was Letty. No, Martha, because Letty goes to the witch. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So regardless, what ends up happening with Michael in the book is that he was an orphan and he ends up sleeping in the doorway of essentially one of the fronts of the castle. It's magic is all the more I'll use to explain that. But pretty much he ends up sleeping there and Hal catches him sleeping there and Hal ends up letting him into the castle. Michael ends up talking to Calcifer. And then pretty much Hal kind of does this wishy-washy thing where he's not saying that he's kicked out, but he's also not telling him that he can stay. He's just kind of there. And so Michael ends up trying to make himself useful, taking care of like some chores, running some errands, that kind of thing. And eventually Hal just says, you know what, I'll just take you on as an apprentice. So Michael ends up learning how to use magic from Hal. So what other differences do you notice between the book and the movie?
1: Well, there's the whole thing with the war that is different. Yes. And also, like, it's the prince and Solomon that go missing. And in the movie, Solomon is still there.
0: Yes. So the thing with the war is very, very complicated. It's a whole lot, a lot, which for sake of time, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to explain it. But in the movie essentially a prince from a neighboring kingdom goes missing the neighboring kingdom is blaming the kingdom that sophie and hal are a part of and so they are going to go to war now in the book that isn't a thing essentially what happens in the book is that they are against the Witch of the Waste. The Witch of the Waste is kind of the big bad of this universe. And so what they end up doing is the advisor, I guess, to the king, ends up trying to go and fight the witch. It doesn't work. He ends up getting essentially captured and like magically killed, but not really killed. It's, again, very complicated, but... Let's just say he's out of the picture for the time being. And so then the king's brother decides, hey, I want to go and try to find this guy. And it doesn't go very well. He also ends up being essentially taken out of the equation.
1: And like you later find out that the Witch of the Waste pretty much is using parts of the two men's bodies and like she's trying to like make the perfect partner and like she needs Hal's head or something like that yes
0: yeah essentially in the book the witch wants to rule the land and she wants to make the perfect partner and to do that she needs bits and pieces from these different men and she needs how as well in order to complete this perfect man she of course gets foiled and that's how that goes now one other big difference that i remember from the the book to the movie is where the black door leads so, yeah, that's that's a big difference. So in both of the, the book and the movie, the door that comes into the castle has a dial with four different colors. And each of those colors goes to a different location. Again, magic. Now, both doors in... The book and the movie have a black dial, which the only person who goes through the black dial or when the black is in the the dial space is Hal. In the movie,
1: where would you say that leads? Okay, well, in the movie... Hal also turns into a gigantic bird. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the book. And then he just leaves through Black Door as said giant bird creature. Yes. So, and it's never really quite clear. I, I think it has something to do with like the war, though. Yeah, because I... like he like come. You see him like come through, and he's like flying through like the war and stuff, and then he like. He'll go goes through, through the, the door, door when it's yeah
0: yeah and like in the movie when Sophie goes through the black door she ends up going back in time and she ends up seeing how the spell between Hal and Calcifer actually worked now in the book where the black door goes is to Wales which I <laughs> I feel like when we get to that part or when I, every time I get to that part of the book I feel like there's something more going on that I just don't comprehend because like the nephew in the book how has relatives and in the book the nephew like has a computer and plays computer
1: games like it's just it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's essentially our world the, the black portal connects him to his real world, which is our world.
0: Yes. And he can look out and kind of see his family through different parts of his house. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But that, I think, was a huge difference. And in this regard, I almost like the movie better with the ambiguity of where the black door goes
1: yeah I agree I mean though you kind of get hints of the black door like nothing's proven I think in the movie the black door is more of it takes you where you need to go yes because like Sophie goes back in time Hal goes to the war zone it's kind of taking you where you need to go
0: yes i would 100 percent agree with that because at the end of the day this world that was created in both the movie and the book it's good you know what i mean it is a fantastic world to look in on and to visit and this is one of the cases where even though i like both the book and the movie i can't full out say the book was better
1: You know what I mean? I can. I liked the book so much better than the movie. I get that. But at
0: the same time, they both bring something different to the table. I think I saw a meme a while ago that was pretty much that the movie was how Hal would describe events and the book was how Sophie would describe events. And I feel like that's very accurate to the characters. Like if you've,
1: if you've read read the book and seen the movie, yeah, I'll I'll give you that because in the book, Hal does think he's like very smooth and all that. And like,
0: and he's not, and he
1: is not (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. He is not.
0: He tries. It's not like he's a Darcy kind of thing. Yeah. It's not like
1: it's awkward. It's just, it's just just, not. He's just there, man. Like he just exists. And I mean, the only thing that I think why I like the book over the movie is just because of Sophie, because I hate in the movie how she's more of like a doormat character. I mean, granted, she does grow, but she is still nothing like she is in the book.
0: Right. I totally agree with that. It is a very different characterization between the book and the movie. Well, unfortunately, we are about out of time today. Thank you guys so much for joining in as we went over one of our favorites uh, movie-to-book comparisons. Of course, if you like the episode, if you like what we're doing, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a review, share the episode, all of that good stuff. You know, if you would like to do that, and if you don't, that's fine too. Just kind of helps us to grow the show. And so then next time, we are going to be... Talking about book shopping. Excellent. Well, then we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.